Great, great. My, 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 my. Great day in the morning. Jesus. Um, man, great day. Um, it's nothing like authentic relationships, right? Um, me and Florence are absolutely grateful that we've been able to live life with Bob and Brenda. Whew, long time. Long time. I just want y'all to know, um, I just experienced a miracle. Um, you know, we do, we do prayer, uh, before the service. And, um, I was, I was really being attacked by the enemy. I had heard something earlier today that just, uh, I know the enemy twisted it to just really, <laughs> really try to pull me down. But um, I talked to my little prayer team in the prayer room and they prayed for me, set me free. But then I came over here. My God, great day. Those young people doing that worship. I, I cried most of the worship. Cause I was like, if we, if we're actually, Hannah, Hannah had been on my porch earlier in the week. So I know some of her story. So when I see her singing with that authority and power, like, back up, devil. I'm like, man, that's the Holy Ghost. That ain't Hannah trying to conjure something up. That's like, she she's encountering God. And I, I just started crying, man. Because I was feeling sorry for myself. And God is like, I got this, bro. I got this. I got, I got this. Even when people don't want to be gotten, I got them. And, um, you know, I made you the way you are and you just who you are, bro. And too bad. And that's who you are. But your, that's what your heart is for. That's what your heart is for. That's what your heart is for. You know that's me. And then I got all my little RJP friends over here. I hung out with them this week. They encouraged my heart. One of them said, where you come from, bro? <laughs> I said, well, dog, maybe, 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 maybe I'm not crazy. And I also hang out with the urban doctor, that crew over there. They let me go crazy on them. So I'm good, man. God is good. Don't underestimate what's going on here. And don't get too caught up in your personal brilliance. I mean, that testimony, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Their marriage was successful because of Jesus. Well, bro, could you give me a little more, Bobby? Could you, could you give me a three-pointer on that? Could you, could you break that down? Jesus, 
Well, I, you know, I need a little more. Could you? Could you? You, you mean Jesus? Jesus? And see, my friend, even now, as I'm saying this, you feeling, if you're feeling awkward, you're feeling like, yeah, I felt like that. Like, touch Jesus? Yeah. I was in another meeting. I felt like a young man had a revelation. He said, maybe, maybe we're not giving people Jesus. Maybe we, maybe we actually are trying to give people, you know, we're trying to figure out something else we can give them. So, Father, I thank you today. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, you're enough. You're enough today. I, I told a young person earlier this week, and they asked me, I said, I said, I said, you know, preaching is overrated, God. I told them. I said, that stuff is overrated. And she checked me. And she checked me on what we experience here today. I wasn't talking about the large gathering not having value. God, I was talking about people like me running out of my house. But you meet us when we gather and we will just get out of the way. So thank you today, God, even as I've been given this assignment to share this message, God, again, I... All of my righteousness is a filthy rag before the people, God. If something doesn't happen by revelation, I was just talking. So we honor you today. Thank you so much for everything that's transpired up until this point. In Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands one more time for that film? Is that... You know, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be like putting this stuff on my resume. People who go to my church, you know, David and them did a film. Right? Yeah, yeah. People go to my church, make films. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's right, bro. God, you know, people think they don't think I'm smart. Like God, what? Yeah, filmmakers go to my church. God, man, that thing was scary. I looked at, I'm like, man, that look like. You know, like, like what it is. <laughs> it's a documentary. I'm like, dude, what were you thinking? They ain't playing. That's man. Come on, Father. We just bless them. We bless these. Just come on, God, use it. Come on. We believe. We believe lives are going to be transformed again for the glory of God. And, and they they live right here, right over. They live everywhere. That's hey. They right here with us. Go to house, church, all that. They ain't playing. Come on, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. And touch your neighbor and say, what you supposed to be doing for God at another level? Go ahead. Say, what you supposed, what you supposed to be doing for God at another level? <laughs> what you supposed to be doing? Come on. That's right. Doing all that clapping for them. What you supposed to be doing to another level? Come on. Praise God. All right. All right. All right, well, let me let me read one thing you, you can be doing. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. 
And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. See, you're trying to figure out something to do? There you go. I gave it to you. And let me tell you why I gave you that. Because Miss Leslie told me, she said, you're supposed to read this scripture this week. Something to that I said, well, that ain't what I got. I, then the Lord said, read it anyway. Why? Why would I do that? Because I trust the God on Miss Leslie. Now, if that spoke to you, thank her. Don't thank me. Thank her. Well, just because somebody mentioned that they felt like they heard something from God, you went and did it? Well, whoop-de-doo, that's what I do. And I challenge you, if you've never done something just because somebody said they believe God said it, who are you waiting to tell you something? Well, I know people who said God said and they weren't right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've heard that before. I heard somebody used uh, their car and ran over people. Anybody stop using your car? You not use your car anymore? Oh, interesting. Well, Don, come on, man. It's not that simple. You're correct. It's just about Jesus. Happy Father's Day! Come on, give it up for the fathers. All kind of fathers. All right? Come on. Now, this is a card somebody sent me, and I need everybody to listen. I need especially, I need every male human being in here to listen to this, because this is important, all right? Father's Day isn't just for dads, you know. It's for all the men who make a difference in our lives. It's for the guys who give you advice, encouragement, and help when you need it. Somebody gave me this card that I'm not their physical father. I said, man, I I just wish I could get a hundred of these and just pass them out to people who are fathers who may not have birthed physical children. You can still father. As a matter of fact, we're in desperate need for people. To help out with some fathers that done, you know, exited. So don't underestimate how God may want to use you in fathering. And guess who can teach you how to father? This is, this is I'm hoping y'all pay attention. Who is the best person to teach you how to be a father? Come on. He could have picked the name Czar of the world. Head honcho, chief of all the world. He didn't. He chose the word father. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, when they list all those beautiful names of Jesus, one of them is Everlasting Father. So today, we're in a series on Proverbs, so I'm going to try my best, you know. You know, you see that? Pastor Don will submit to the um, series. Praise God. Clap your hands for that. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. It's like, oh, Pastor Don, I'm going to follow the series for a third of my message. That's it. But I tried. So here we go. This is good right here. Fathers, natural and spiritual, be a living example. Wisdom from Proverbs and other verses. All right. Praise God. You, you see, brother try to be slick. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got to watch on right there, sweetie. What time is it? It's 5.19. Okay. I've seen a lot of people like running up to you, so I feel like I should know you. Okay? So I'm going to put you to work. At 5.45, get my attention. Don't worry about if I pay attention to you or not, but you just try. Okay? Praise God. All right. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right. Fathers, natural and spiritual. Be a living example. If you don't get anything out of what I'm saying today, that's what I want you to get. That it's time for us to be a living example. We got to do the work of fathering. Amen? And, and again, uh, we can do that spiritually, we can do that naturally, but we got to do the work of it. All right, go ahead to the next slide. Proverbs 1 and 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. And forsake not your mother's teaching. Let me tell you something I ran into. So I'm, I, you know, Aaron gave me these verses from Proverbs, right? But what I ran into is so often in the scripture, when, when father is mentioned, mother is mentioned. It's like crazy. I was like, that's pretty cool. Because I think, you know, despite all the brokenness of our world, that's how God wants it to be. That's it. Okay? Praise God. And that's what we want to make sure we keep giving that away to our sons and our daughters. That your your plan, your goal is when I get married, it's forever. That's the plan. Don't, 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 you know, praise God. Don't don't but don't don't shrink back on that being the standard. Hear my son, your father's instruction. And this is what I want to hear the fathers. I want you to hear this. Father's instructions. Hello, fathers. What kind of instructions are you giving? Are you even giving any instructions? Are you too busy watching the game? Fathers, what kind of instructions are you giving? Now I like to get in people's business, amen? I love it. People don't know they invite me to their house and stuff. They don't know I'm watching. So I was so blessed when I went to the Weber's house. And it was bedtime. And Willis is a father. Went upstairs with his son, and his son said the Lord's Prayer. I said, that's what I'm talking about. Fathers, give it up for Brother Willis. Amen. Would you do that for me? Amen. <laughs> Fathers, we need to be engaged. Now everybody thinking, man, I better watch out when I ask my daughter to go to my house. Oh, Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, boy. Well, it's doing like this. Whew, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, first, go ahead to the next slide. Amen, fathers. What kind of instructions are you giving? Here we go again. Hear my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. See, fathers, when you're giving right instructions, that gives your child an opportunity to develop what I call spiritual understanding if you're instructing them in spiritual things. 
And then he says this, for I give you good doctrine. Fathers, that's what, what, again, what, what are we teaching our kids? What are we giving them? Why? Me and my wife were talking about something today. And what we acknowledge is, you know, that, that our world is like the, you know, what's that thing? The frog in the kettle syndrome. You know what that means? That's our world. That's our world. It just, everything we just keep getting, you don't even know it. But the water is boiling. <laughs> Our world is boiling. Most everything in the culture now is pressing you away from the things of God. Daughter, the precious daughter was with RJP. She was telling how her professor was attacking her because she said she believed in God. He said, that ain't nothing but superstition. That's at, you know, that's, that's at one of y'all like favorite universities. Come on, man. Come on. You can drink the Kool-Aid all you want. You better, you better do what Bible says. You better know some Jesus. And that's how she got through, because she knew Jesus. You know, I told her, I told him a secret. I said, this is what you do. You, you know, you go ahead, you make an A on the test, and then you go up and say, how you like my God now? Because he the one made me make an A on your test, because I don't believe none of that stuff. But I needed to pass this test, so he gave me the grace to do it. Bless you, professor. Come on! Next slide, please. What kind of instructions, Father? What kind of instructions? What kind of instructions? My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. From whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Now, fathers, God is expecting you, because you love your sons and daughters, to bring them correction when they need it. I, d- I just did it today to a little boy. He, he probably wouldn't have told his mama on me. But hey, I'm a spiritual father in the house. He don't know. He's just a kid. I said, don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. Come on. Correction. Fathers, God is expecting you to bring correction. Ladies and gentlemen who love Jesus. He will correct you because he loves you. He chastens you because he loves you. And if you if you want to get a revelation of the beauty of being chastened and it really bless your life, talk to Miss Leslie. Powerful testimony. One day we're going to let her tell it to the whole church, but y'all got to be ready. But that's correction, fathers. Correction. Don't be afraid to bring correction because it's love. Say correction. Chastening is and can be an act of love. And even though that's what my, you know, my foster parents after they beat me, that's what they say. Because we love you, bro. I don't know. That's a great day, bro. I don't want that kind of loving. I'll go down and tell you, no, don't do no beating, no children, no panic. But you do want to do some correction. Amen. You do want to do some correction. You want to do some correction and read the whole book of Proverbs and talk to Aaron about what it's saying there if you don't like it, but it's in the Proverbs. Okay. Go ahead to the next one. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have refuge. You see, fathers, do you have the fear of the Lord? Do you reverence God? Can you, do your children know that you fear God? That you reverence God? If I, if I came up and asked your five, six year old, 
I said, hey, does your, does your dad reverence God? What would they say? I remember my, my two daughters said, hey, will you clap my, clap your hand for my daughters? They love their father. That's right. Yeah. But I remember I used to, I used, I think it was the youngest one. I would tell people, I said, go ask my daughter what's the favorite thing I like to do. And people were like, I, I watch this. They, they were like, yeah, I got you now. Watch. I'm going to ask her. And what she said, she said, my daddy liked to pray. Cause she saw me pray. She knew that's what I like to do. So I had to get in trouble. <laughs> Would you get in trouble, gentlemen? If someone asked you. <laughs> what does your father like to do? Next slide. Don, you gotta stop messing with the fathers, Don. Proverbs 76. Children's children are the crown of the old men. Yeah. Ooh, I'm loving that. And the glory of children is their father. Man, so my daughters are here. Y'all can check with them after. Did that dude, was he bringing any blessing to you all? And I just became a grandfather. Yes. Yes. I love the Bible. So I got a crown now, baby. That's right. Wearing my crown. Let me put that straight. Yes, sir. All right. Fathers, fathers, are you a glory to your children? Come on. And at any moment you could turn and become that because of the power of Jesus Christ to transform our lives. In no way can I sit up here and say that there weren't sometimes I was not a glory to my daughters. But by the grace of God, because of the forgiveness of God, I, I, I am. I'm, I get blessed when I, Shekinah, the oldest, our circles out in the city now kind of cross paths. Yeah, she deserves to be clapped for, no question. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little sister love going on. That's right. Um, but, but our paths cross out there in the streets and stuff with the business community and the nonprofit community. And, um, it is very humbling, um, when, uh, people find out that she's my daughter and I, and they come to me and they are encouraged by that reality. Next slide, and we're going to rock and roll here. Get ready to let you go here. Go ahead. Proverbs 20, 20. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in the deep, in deep darkness. Now, why did I, why did I put this up here? Because, again, I know we got all kinds of people in this room. And so there's a good chance there's, there's some people here who may have not had a good relationship or good experiences with your father. But I would encourage you to be like Jesus and find forgiveness. I remember the day I had to go to my dad because I didn't know how deep I was wounded because I had to end up in a foster home. 
But later in life, it was still bothering me. I had the opportunity to go to my dad and say, Dad, I, I just I just need to say this to you. Um, you know, it just really hurt you not being there. And I just felt like, you know, you just didn't do what you were supposed to do as a father. But I need you to know right now today, I, I forgive you. And I love you. Because that's what Jesus has done for me. He's forgiven me and he loves me. I have no right to not forgive you. And all I know is, whatever that was, I was different from that day towards my dad and even towards my heavenly father. Some got cleared up to a whole nother level. And um, God as my father is just unbelievable. But because of that bad experience, without forgiveness, I was still holding something that was even affecting my relationship with my Heavenly Father. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you a tip today. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. I'm telling you, it, I believe in the devil. We don't have time to debate that today. But Satan cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy and whatever your father did to you, I'm going to tell you for sure Satan was behind it. Because his plan is to hinder your relationship with your father, God. That's why earthly fathers, we want God to help us get this right. So that our children can have a good image of what a father is. All right, next slide. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise. There again, I'm on, you can't get away. And do not despise your mother when she is old. Listen to your father. Fathers, again, God re- requires our children to listen to us. What are we saying? What are we saying? You know, again, I just had a, I've had a, a just, my phone been blowing up today and and it, and it's very very humbling to realize as a spiritual father that people are watching people are listening to what you say like me standing up here talking to y'all now this is you know I hope y'all know I I take this serious because hopefully something will be said of value that when you apply to your life it will bear fruit versus me saying something that has no value and hindering your life. Fathers, your children are listening, natural and spiritual. What are you saying and what is your life saying? All right. Praise God. Next slide, please. Thank you. Proverbs 23 and 4. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise, that word son there could either, doesn't just mean a son, uh, means offspring, will be glad in him. The father of the righteous will rejoice. Fathers, do the right thing, man. Then you get to smile 
when your children are doing well, you get to rejoice. Go ahead to the next slide. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The word I want our fathers to pay attention to there is train. Amen. There, there needs to be some active parenting. Now, I want to, I want to say clap my hands for all the younger fathers. Would you do the clap your hands for the younger fathers? All right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, I say that because I love the fact that uh, I feel like younger fathers are doing way better than my generation, especially when the kids are, are really younger. They're being engaged with them. You know, that's, that's just a look at Paul. See what I'm saying? Florence, Florence, like, Don, you ain't never hold she kind of went church, sir. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was just a dingbat, you know? Praise God. I was just a dingbat. So busy trying to be religious. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but that's beautiful. Cause that's a part of the training them. Even, even in a, in that small size like that, you're part of the training. You're part of the nurturing. If something is transferred by touch and all of that. So, so again, um, fathers. Be invested. Be invested in spending time with your children. That's huge. So, so, so important. And and mothers, I encourage you, you know, when you see the dude not doing it, just say, you remember, you remember Father's Day now? Just say, you know, blame it on me. Blame it on me. Remember Father's Day, baby. There you go. All right. Next one. Proverbs 23, 25. Let your father and your mother be glad. See, all this what I've been saying, friend, is that fathers, I want you to be glad. Let me see the father smile. That you're glad you're a father. You know, it ain't like a struggle. You know, you enjoy being a father. Let your father and your mother be glad. Let me say that. You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? I don't like no sour lemon-faced Christians. I'm telling you. You know, and trying to act like they holy because they look. I mean, I don't make you holy because you looking all like that. Come on, let your father and your mother be glad. Be glad when them kids, when them children act up. Go on, and remember, I need to be glad. I need to be glad. All right, clap your hands for Pastor Don sticking with Proverbs. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Next slide. And now. <laughs> That's right. I ain't going to have to fix that up. You know, like, yeah, we were in the Proverbs series. This dude all up in Ephesians. <laughs> Praise God. What time we got, sweetie? No, 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 no. I said, what time is it? Baby? <laughs> Say that again. No, no, no. What time is it? What time is it, staff? The appointed time, baby. That's right, Aaron. We got it. That's our little joke. All right? That's good. Don't worry about it. All right. Honor your father and mother. Hello, fathers. Are you living in a way that's honorable? Are you living in a way? Because God is, God is telling your children to honor you. But come on. You, you have a responsibility in that too. Now, dude. No, you're, the, you're a different one. Come here. I, where you, where my friend at back? Why didn't you tell him what I told you? All right, look, look, dude, dude, I'm doing my, my sermon out loud and message right now. Do not come across the front when somebody has the mic, okay? 
Okay. Thank you very much. <sighs> hey, praise God. They look alike too. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I told you. No, he's different. All right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Look at this now. With promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Come on, fathers. Man, you wanna, you wanna draw that honor out of your child so you can, so they can be blessed with a long life, man. That's a beautiful thing, man. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Woo-wee! Yeah, that's the one I had to learn. Woo. I used to terrorize Salem. I did. And I thought I was, you know, being father. Girl, trembling, scared. That ain't, that ain't right, bruh. Talking about some do the Bible. Then you do the Bible, right? Do not provoke your children to wrath. Bring them up, once again, training, admonition of the Lord. I remember one time, me and Sailor had an encounter. But this time I got it right, okay? But it was too late. She was already, you know, like intimidated by me. So, you know, she had pulled an okey-doke on me and her mom, did something she wasn't supposed to do, you know, and, and thought she had hit it, you know. And somebody came and told us. We were like, what? Oh, yeah, she was doing so-and-so. She was shaking. She was doing it. I said, oh, mm-hmm, You know, so we got home. We checked her. She ran upstairs to her room, slammed the door, all this. I was like, hold up. I do not want this child to think that my correction is, is some way is not in love. So I went upstairs. I said, hey, I said, baby, you ain't got to do all of this. Because I love you, girl. And that little correction I did, that's, that's all that was, was correction. That has nothing to do with my heart for you. So fathers, be careful, you know, that we don't provoke our children to wrath, to, they, to them feeling like, ugh. Even though we need to train them and we need to admonish them. We, we don't need them to be provoked to wrath, okay? Next verse, right quick. My time is running out. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Now, here's the Apostle Paul, right? So this is the spiritual father thing, all right? That's what this is all about, right? And, of course, for some of you in this place, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm in that kind of role and, it's a big deal here. But as my beloved children, I warn you. See, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I, I have this mic, and that's what I have to do. I have to warn us. Because stuff is going on, man. And we as the people of God, we got to be paying attention. And uh, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers amen it's a it's a it's a responsibility to to be a spiritual father to to acknowledge the fact that you know i care for uh the people of god is like like spiritual children that's a big 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 deal and i would encourage you if don't have to be me but you want some you want people in your life spiritual mothers and fathers possibly more mature than you 
who then care, who really do care about you, who really do nurture you in the things of the spirit. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. You see? So that's the dangerous part. The dangerous part is for a man or a woman of God to say to you, I'm living in such a way that you should be able to imitate me. That's what's supposed to be going on. The way you live for God should be in such a way that others could be able to follow you. That should be your goal. Younger people, that should be your goal. That you, that's what you want to grow up to be. That your life is for God is so serious that somebody else can imitate it. Go ahead. Next couple of verses. I, actually, it's really good. I'm almost done. Quickly, quickly, quickly. All right. Philippians 3, 15 through 17 said, Paul again, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. And, and basically, of course, a couple of verses before, but I can't preach the whole Bible in one service. But you know what I'm saying? So I try sometimes. But like right here, I cut that off. I could have went on up to verse one. But I said, no, I ain't going to be saying, bro, what you doing? You know, so. <laughs> so mature in our thinking. OK, God will reveal to us when we're off. And see, this is this is this is pretty serious right here. This is pretty serious what I'm about to say, because it's right here in the Bible. If you're going after God and you're off, God will reveal that to you. Now, should you kill me when he revealed to me I was off? Should you kill me then? But dog, bro, you were, when he, when God was, no, God gonna work with me. God gonna work. If I'm going after God and I'm off, he'll reveal that to me. And then when he reveals it to me, praise God, hopefully I'll be humble enough to say, man, you know what? I thought that was God, but it wasn't. And then what you gonna do then? Well, we gonna string you up, bro, cause you was trying to hear from God and you missed it. I, I just, I don't know what kind of thinking is that. So please pray, pray for the elders. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Woo! Pray for the elders. Cause we're trying to hear from God. But it almost sounds like, well, if y'all don't get it right, you don't get it right, we're going to kill you. That's right. We're going to kill you, then we're going to bury you, then we're going to burn your grave. And then we're going to go to another church. After all that, we're just going to leave anyway. <laughs> I mean, great day. Help me out. <laughs> Show the brother some mercy. Thank you very much, sweetie. She got me. She ain't playing. I told you I need to know her. She both your time up, bro. Sir, she knew, she knew. I'm going to work with her. She knew, she knew. All right, praise God. <laughs> God will reveal that also to you. So give me some grace, baby. Give me some grace. I'm, I'm telling you, I promise y'all, I'm serious about going after God. But I can tell you now, I'm not going to get it right every time. Just not going to do it. And God is gracious enough. He'll reveal it to me. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Come on now. You gotta love the Bible. Brothers, join in imitating me. Even after he said, he said, still, join in imitating me. And keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people in this local church that you should be able to follow them because they are imitating and following Christ. And if you 
One of those people keep doing it. Keep saying, hey, it's okay. I'm going after God. Let me follow me. Follow me. Go ahead quickly here. Thank you very much. Corinthians 11.1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Don't you love the Bible? Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's what fathers, that's what you want to be able to say to your children. Spiritual fathers, that's what you want to say to your children. It's just like this, real simple. There's a long line out the door, around the corner. There's only one thing I'm concerned about in that line. What do you think it is? If I'm gonna get in that line, what, what, that's, that's a good answer, but somebody said it. Who's at the front of the line? And if it's Jesus, then I can get in that line. But is it hoogaboo, boogaboo? I gotta think about it. Hold up. Hold up. I don't know hoogaboo, boogaboo. Yeah. Next slide. Alright, come on, come on. Murray Hart does good like a medicine. And we end with this. Yeah, they was like, great day. Who is Hoogaboo Boogaboo? Who is the heck is that? We made him up just now. He just came alive. We just made him up. He will also go. He will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So now I'm switching to the prophetic. So you can read this in the Bible and you can read it from a historical perspective. But I'm reading it from a prophetic perspective of right now in 2019. The spirit and the power of Elijah is present for us today to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Ladies and gentlemen, if that happened back in the Bible days, that means God means for it to happen now. Fathers, turn your hearts towards your children. And if you read it in Malachi, it says it the other way too. And children, turn your heart towards your fathers. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So I want to close with that big thought. Fathers, as you turn your heart towards your children, make sure you're preparing them to be the people of God. Spiritual fathers, that's what we should be doing. Preparing people to be the people of the Lord. Come sit on my porch. Go sit at Bob and Brenda's table. Many other fathers in here and mothers in here. Don't be out there scrambling by yourself trying to figure it out. Imitate those who are following Christ. Go find out how they're doing it. Father God, I thank you today for your presence in this place. Thank you for the simple word, God. And truly that the hearts of the fathers in this place would turn to their children to another level. The hearts of the spiritual fathers would turn to their children to another level. Another level of training, of nurturing, 
of intentionality in the lives of these young people, God. That our hearts would turn, that actually we own the responsibility, the responsibility of preparing, preparing a people for the Lord. Lord, I cry out for the elders here. That we fully recognize our role in that. Preparing a people for the Lord. Helping the disobedient turn to wisdom and obedience. Father God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you would even allow us To name your name. To say that you call us fathers. Because we know ultimately your word warns us. <laughs> Nobody's the father but you. So we thank you now for the privilege being better at fathering. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much. Again, to all the fathers, spiritual, natural, however you position yourself, happy Father's Day. I'm ready to go eat some ribs and wings. God bless you.